Initializing recap. There is a great evil coming to not just Casamal, but the entire universe. Do you know what that is? Something's blood? That is the blood of a Valai. Oh man, that opened up a lot more questions suddenly. I am not sure how someone has managed to get a hold of our blood, but they are corrupting it. And if they continue to do so, they will unleash something unstoppable. You're coming into Merrick where you first landed when you visited Usuron, but you noticed something very different. The small, sleepy town is now a sprawling metropolis. Merrick. I turn around. It's Zane. He looks down at you and then wraps his arms around you and says, Mother is dead. Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, y- yes. Are you ready to rock? Oh, you know it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Yes. Also, yes. Yes. Uh, the yes. focus isn't on me this time, so I'm very excited. We're about That's to roll my do. mother into her grave. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just, just gently shove her into the hole. Oh, Duran, no. you wake up in a pit. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you are currently standing in Dusty's Refresher, uh, a what used to be a dive bar, but now seems to be like a tourist attraction on the planet of Usuron in the city of Gentino. And Merrick, your older brother and sort of rival, has just embraced you and told you that your mother has died. Yeah. Dusty, can I get a large bottle of something, please? I'm going to put a hand on Merrick's shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah, right away, Merrick. And Dusty, you know, zips on over to the bar and grabs something and uh, comes back with four glasses. Um, I, I Currently, Merrick is not embracing Zane back right away. Um, let's take a seat and you can tell me what happened. Merrick, I think you've misunderstood what this is. This isn't a... This isn't really a social call. And this isn't a moment for us to bond I didn't want that, so that's fair. Fantastic. If you recall the last time I saw you, I told you that I would kill you the next time we met. That's what I was expecting. Yes. I still intend to keep that promise. However, the timeline has been (laughs) pushed back a little due to the circumstances. I felt like it was in Mother's honor to inform you of what happened. And by that, I mean the fact that she's dead. That's the details you're getting from me. With her death, I am now in charge of the tribe. All right, so why does the new leader of our family have the free time to come to a little old planet to track me down? Because, Merrick, you used to be a part of this family. And as I said, I owed it to Mother's memory to inform you. I don't know if Mother and I ever had a full conversation. I believe I was just quiet and shaking every time she spoke. She held a certain affection for you. Sure. 
All right, you're here. You're trying not to kill me. So what? Why? What do you? What do you need before I do my quiet grief? I am letting you know that you are no longer a part of this family. You had a chance to return, and instead you chose to gallivant the verse with these people. And he looks at Durin and Cody. Cody waves. I, I nod. He like, al- like almost looks like he's going to be sick. He. <laughs> He, like, scowls, and his eyes narrow, and he looks back at you, Merrick, and says, I need to remove the stain that you put on our family. So now we're getting to the killing part. Yes. Oh, fine. I will let you mourn, I will let you grieve, and then I will find you again, and I will kill you. We can just do this now. We don't need to put it off. He looks around, and he says, not here, but soon. Saying, I don't know what you're expecting this to be, but in the last time since we saw each other, in the last year, I have become so much more than I used to be. I have become what you and mother feared me to be. I've become like my father, and I am more than happy to show you that whenever, wherever you would like. Could you remind me what the name of the second eldest sibling was? There were so many, I always forgot, because when you do, you should let them know that they'll be in charge soon enough. He nods and you can see that there is a a very very slight smile and he says see you around Merrick and he turns around and leaves we only need three glasses Dusty you can take one of those back no, it's, okay. it's okay we can keep it you could have two alright I do have four arms true are you okay and I'm like still just kind of like patting his back I'm fine I'm a little bit more confused by Zane's weird show he just put on. I don't know why. It seems a weird way to go about what he tried to do, but let's take a seat. Uh, let me collect my thoughts for a moment, and then... Uh, I guess this is a question for um, for Ryan. How much do, does Durin and Cody know about your family and your past, in the sense? Um, I believe you were... I believe we... Have we established that Durin was here the last time Zane and Merrick met? Where the, Durin was a part of the crew? Uh, were you part of the Persistence when he met? I would say, yeah. I would say he's been part of the Persistence for... Well, no, sorry, time. Victor... The Persistence, the, Ma- the Maverick. Uh, yeah. Benson found you a half-dead, right? That was the... Yes, you're right. Yeah, no, Victor did find me half-dead. Never mind. Then, so yes, just so yeah. Durham yeah, would he... have been there when when you were brought on the ship, like, oh. almost okay. dead. Right. Yeah, so you know that he's the one who beat the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was nicer than I expected. Yeah. Why did he come... I, a, how did he know we were here? Man, that... That just keeps happening, doesn't it? We just people seem to know where we are in a very, very consistent way. It's Mm. very unnerving. We're bad at stealth. We are bad at stealth. We are. Okay, you're bad at stealth. Let's process this real quick. So, my brother just came here, threatened to kill me in the strangest way possible. Embrace me Mm -hmm. for a moment. I check my pockets. Am I missing anything? Uh, No. Son of a. Okay. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, He actually hugged you. Yeah, it was very bizarre. What? The closest we ever came to hugging was in combat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grief makes people do weird things, maybe. Why? There's got to be another reason or another angle he's playing here. Maybe he misses you. There's nothing official about coming here to tell me I'm not a part of the family. I already assumed that when I didn't go back. I don't get it. I feel like I'm missing something. Also, how did she die? He wouldn't give me any information. I'm assuming he might be trying to get you back to your home planet, maybe. Why? You could have done it here. What's what's the benefit of me going back? Dramatic irony. He mentioned a stain, right? If he wanted to make an example, maybe he need the people he rules to see it. 
There you go. Did they like him? My like my do they like my brother? Yeah, there was certainly a, like a large faction of people who did. Uh, our family was very political. There's a lot mm. of different, you know. When there's, I don't even remember how many brothers and sisters I have. Twelve, twenty. I don't. That's um, a never, lot. Yeah. When you throw a number out, it'll become official. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, do we, we ever establish an official number before I throw one out there? I I think it's eleven. Eleven. All right. Yeah. There's eleven unique voices. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's eleven of us. Zane pops his head and says, oh, so they're all dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not Zane. They all have distinctly different accents from different geopolitical <laughs> places and are established uh, in the old established earth, okay? Yeah, when they when they went out for the uh, the tempering, they all got acquired different accents. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just got a new magic item, and whenever I press the button, uh, we get to see six minutes of the Council of Merrick's family. Yeah, um, okay. I want to oh, see man. what they're talking about right now, Dan. <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is, is they do a ritual that allows them to speak telepathically. So they're all just sitting in a circle staring at each other. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but no, all right. It's so hard not to make light of my insane family. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry for your loss, man. Um, uh, I think. But I don't. I don't know. I literally, during, during when we spoke the other day, I told you how scared of her I was. Yeah, I remember. And for someone to kill her or for her to well, die. I, I don't think kill her is, I don't think anyone killed her because it, otherwise there would be a whole like quest for revenge or something like that. I mean, Zane would just come here to recruit you rather than just. I feel like Zane would have mentioned it even, even given his feelings for you. No, Zane could have been the one to kill her to be fair. But is that in his wheelhouse? I don't know. Probably not. He's pretty pathetic. <laughs> He seems pretty okay with killing family, though, given yeah. his recent speech. Yeah, but uh, I feel like if she was murdered, obviously, maybe he would have came here to blame me as a reason to kill me, but I don't know. Uh, I, I pour everyone a drink. Maybe maybe take a minute. Um, yeah, I will. Outside, you hear a large, like, engine, and then murmuring and a few shouts and screams. Oh, it looks like he only delayed it by five minutes. That was nice of him. Let's go see what's going on. Put it on a tab, Dusty. I don't know if I still have one left. I can start do one for you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Dusty. Uh, he's already zipped off to take care of some other customers. I'm Dalton. Drink my drink. Oh, fuck yeah. What the hell were your stupid names? Duke, Dalton, and Arnold. Uh, yeah, Dalton and Arnold. <laughs> Except right. Merrick called me Durin. In the... Yeah, all right. It's, it's, it's too late. It's over. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't happening. The best laid plans. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at sticking to the plan, aren't we? Merrick is so good at espionage. All right, let's head outside. Okay, yeah, you, you walk outside and the the, the the hot sun of Usuron has been eclipsed by a fairly large ship, about the size of the Persistence. And it is currently hovering over the little town square sort of courtyard area in front of Dusty's Refresher and the hotel. And there is a small fountain in the middle and a couple storefronts, and it is sort of a round plaza. You see a hatch at the bottom of the ship open up, and a man drop down onto the roof. And he looks out over the crowd that has begun to gather, and he says, People of Gentino, it is time to acknowledge that the Federation's rule of Casemol is over. You have squandered resources. You have 
watched many die under their rule. Kneel before the Empire and allow the rightful rulers of Cathimal to take control once again. Can we just have a normal day? Do we just go from being murdered in space to now coming here, my mother dying? And re- uh, resistance fighters, I guess, freedom fighters. Uh, this is, um, and the Sononan Empire just showed up, yeah. I believe. Are they Sononan? Give me a culture check. I might actually have that now. I do. It's one of the few things I do have, but it's Garbo. Natural 20, baby. Natural 20. <gasps> me and Terry are so aware. Of these oh, are my God. <laughs> the mind melt has happened again. Yes. The, uh, the Give us Sononan, every piece of fucking information. The Sononan... Uh, Appearance is pretty distinct. They have a uh, like a grayish blue skin and these large. Uh, well, I mean they're not always large, but um, they have sort of like a unique uh, black or dark gray or white twisted horns, almost like a, a like a ram that come out of their heads. They're not always the same. Sometimes they go up and over. Sometimes they curl in front. But that is usually a very distinctive feature of. Uh, the Sononan people. You can tell that what he is wearing um, also is sort of like traditional imperial robes and garb. The ship is also a Sononan ship. It, does that have a name? Uh, you can't tell. Hmm. Can I roll a I'm... piloting check to try to figure it out? Uh, I think it would be impossible to tell from like the bottom of a ship what the ship's name is. Fair. Let's keep our heads down until we have a reason not to. Oddly enough, I do not want to get involved in this one. No. I would love to get revenge for our fallen comrades, but this is not the time. You hear some of the crowd just be like, Boo! You suck! Get out of here, Empire scum! Uh, And you see someone who is currently manning like a small food truck uh, grab a tomato and huck it at the dude. (laughs) And with impressive reflexes and dexterity, he snatches it out of the air and squeezes as the juice runs down his forearm. And he says, Very well, you will fall then, and we will rebuild from your ashes. And he presses a button that he pulls out of his sleeve. You see three more hatches at the bottom of the ship open up, and these cages drop out. And when they hit the ground, there's a moment where people scatter as they're almost crushed by some of these cages. And there's a silence before a a hiss and the cage walls fall down. And there are two shark rillas and two other hybrid monsters that dive into the ground. Everyone roll me some initiative. Oh my God. I'm s- Dane, I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. You love shark rillas? I, it's street sharks. All right. Come on. <laughs> They're now on a street, so it's even more impressive. Exactly. Uh, I was like, before it was just kind of like a vague idea, but now they're actually street sharks, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Are the other ones cowboys? Nice. <laughs> Got him. If we fight, we're really bringing attention to ourselves. Yeah, we can't let innocent people die. We could. <laughs> Cody just looks at you. Well, we're bad at it. We would have been discovered either way. I don't, this wouldn't have lasted long, you know? <laughs> I, th- I think I think our false identities lasted about what five than minutes. around the combat. Yeah, 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 yeah. They literally lasted until the first person we talked to <laughs> walked in, like, "Oh, hey, American!" Then uh, <laughs> my brother is here. <laughs> like, yeah, didn't he like yell your name out? 
Your brother came in and just like dropped your social security number and then left. I know, he just didn't do anything. I'm so confused by him. It's almost worse in a way, you know? Yeah. Well, if he's been silver liquided. Yeah, he's always been that much of an asshole. Okay, let's go, boys. Initiative, give him to me. 20. 21. 23. Hmm. Durin, you're up first. You have two uh, shark rillas who are currently just sort of like taking swipes at people as they've run away. And then there are also these two creatures that uh, immediately dove underground and have burrowed underneath. And I'll, I'll look to the American Cody like, the moment we start this fight, we're bringing a spotlight to us. I'm going to follow your lead on this, okay? Well, that's fine. Let's be the torch that chases out the shadows of our enemies. Okay. And then I will activate my cloaking device and hide in plain sight. Okay. I have a 28 stealth on that. One of the sharks sees you. Mm, he would. Uh, the other one doesn't. But you can see his, like, the the nose uh, on him begin to sort of, like, awesome. sniff. <sighs> okay. And Merrick, it's your turn. All right. How far away is the closest shark? About 30 feet. All right. Enough to go. So Merrick is going to go into photon mode. Just that he's got this pent up anger from seeing his brother. He's going to run up and he's going to make an attack as he's going to go for his little shark. Does it have legs now? Did it always have legs? <laughs> it, it doesn't have legs. It, it moves around by like gorilla style, like two arms dragging it around. All right. I'm just going to go for its lower fin weird body part. This thing is disgusting. <laughs> Nice. Not a great one. That's just going to be 18. Uh, that is not enough. Okay. Yeah. So Merrick just can't get over his disgust with the lack of legs and <laughs> falters. Yeah. It just sort of like powers itself up onto its arms to lift up to make your swipe go underneath it. Uh, Cody. Uh, I'm going to, you said 30 feet? 30 feet. Move action. I'm going to activate my bracelets. And then okay. as a standard action, I'm going to do my uh, charge attack. Um, okay. So I'm going to charge him and bull rush him at uh, the one that Merrick's fighting. Okay. Oh, sorry. He should have gotten an attack of opportunity on you, Merrick, because he is large. Oh, that's fine. So he's going to take it. Uh, that's probably not it. Nope. That's 19. Not going to do it. Uh, that's a 34 bull rush. 34 bull rush. I hope his AC isn't 26. <laughs> yep. You get him. Perfect. Uh, attack of opportunity, Merrick. Attack Let's of opportunity, go. me. Mm, that's a 30 attack of opportunity. Uh, 25. Yep, both those will hit. Uh, and he goes back uh, 10 feet. Yeah. Um, that's going to be 28 damage from Merrick. And that's going to be 17 sonic damage from Kode. That's what we call a combo move. So he goes skidding... 10 feet back and you can he does this like roar this guttural roar but you can tell that like sharks don't roar and it's probably the gorilla side of him trying to do it and it's real gross to hear Durin, as you are standing still and blending with the crowd and surveying the scene you hear a rumble underneath you and Mm -hmm. then the creature that burrowed into the ground comes smashing out from underneath you. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, you are I'm getting some tremor sense vibes. All right, all right. Gonna take max damage for oh. seventeen points of damage. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh, does a thirty-four successfully bull rush you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, it has to be ten over, right? My KAC. 
eight. Eight over. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does it beat it by five as well? No, 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 no. My KAC is 24, so I think we're... Okay, perfect. Uh, so you see uh, from behind you guys, you have successfully sort of like made an advance on the one shark, and then you hear an explosion of rock underneath as Durin gets launched up 10 <laughs> feet. <laughs> uh, give me a reflex save, please. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, okay, <laughs> reflex isn't bad, 26. Definitely uh, took me off guard. You are okay. You manage to hit a couple of the bricks that have launched up into the air, get your footing, and do sort of like a backflip to land on your feet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you don't take any additional damage. Uh, But now you can see this creature a little better. It looks like it's part bear, but the front half of it almost looks like it's on fire. Like the ends of its fur look like they're just a little bit like glowing embers. And it has this V-shaped horn that comes out of the center of its head. And it's also pulsing with this hot energy, this, this swirling red fire. And now that you're near it, you can actually feel the heat coming off of it. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. If you guys want, you can do a life science check to sort of like try to figure out what uh, animals have been added into this mess. Sure. That one I do not have. I do. <laughs> how's, a, how's a six? How's a 19? All right. So you know that uh, a big part of this is a defrex. Of course. The, what seems to be like the, the main it would body. Be. It would be. But then there also seems to be another creature in there that you're not quite familiar with. But you can assume that it is, it has something, uh, it has an affinity for fire. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, who am I going to target next? You know, I'm going to go for Merrick. You feel a rumbling under your feet as well. Does a 33 hit you? Uh, it does. Does it beat your KAC plus eight? It does. Okay. You turn around and you see Duran get launched. And before you can sort of process what just happened, uh, another one erupts underneath you as well. Uh, You're going to take 16 points of damage as you get launched up into the air as well. Please give me a reflex save. Um, 23. You are good. Uh, You manage to keep your footing as you land and you don't fall prone or take any more damage. This is how me and my mother's worms used to play. If it comes up right beside me, does it provoke? Not when it's coming out of burrow. And that's its turn. So it's moved you five feet forward, Merrick. It gets Mm -hmm. to sort of reposition you with its bull rush. Uh, So it's the shark, five feet, you, it, and then Cody to the left of it. And uh, it's shark's turn. So the one shark that you guys didn't attack is going to gorilla walk, slamming its fucking big muscular fists into the ground shattering the the stone tiles as it goes uh and it's going to take an attack on you cody for a third or 25 uh yeah does a i assume that doesn't beat your kac plus four it's no it barely beats it cool you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as it just reaches over and just cold cocks you across the face uh, the other one is going to attack Merrick, and it is flanking with the Bordozer. Not good. It misses. Back of the turn, it is Durin. You have this bull-looking thing right beside you. Yeah, and it's very concerning. Um, I know there's at least four of them in the combat total, right? There's two of the the, the Bordozers, and there's a two Sharkrellas. Okay, okay. 
I, I like that you didn't say yes or no to that, and that's ominous as fuck. Okay, I'm gonna activate my mirror image. I don't. I'm much more squishier than the other lads. Okay. <laughs> and rolled the lowest I could, so there's now two turns, and I'm gonna use my movement to uh, add some distance between me and the uh, me and the shark. You mean you and the boar? Boardozer. Sorry. Uh, okay. It takes a attack of opportunity. Okay. Acro okay. Out of the way. Yeah, you can attempt to acrobatics for sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. I'll uh, attempt to acrobatics. We'll just. You know, just throw that out there real quick. Uh, acrobatics, in a way, maybe using the uh, the food stand as a as a means in between us. As I get a thirty on my acrobatics, the DC is twenty four. So you manage to avoid its attack of opportunity. You like scoot over the fruit stand as it slams into it and smashes it to pieces. And is that your turn? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I move standard. We're good, Merrick. There's just now two durns. All right, um, I'm going to take a guard step up into the shark. Okay. And then I'm going to make an attack, sort of gaining my ground, picking my fight with the thing I've already injured and uh, just getting in there. Cool. Come on. It no. is flat-footed because I hit it. And I'm that doesn't matter. I rolled a two on the dice. So how does 13? <laughs> How's 13 looking? Uh, it it doesn't do it, believe it or uh, not. Merritt's still shook from all this news. He can't stop thinking about it. Cody. Uh, Cody is going to full attack the shark that tried to hit him. Uh, you'd have to guard it step in. He's large, so he oh, attacked from five feet away. Uh, in that case, Cody is going to five foot so that, or I guess you stepped up too, didn't you? Fuck. So you could full attack the, the Bordozer. Yeah, I'll fight the Bordozer. So that is obviously not going to do it. That's a 14. Nope. Ooh, Jesus. Not great. Uh, that's a 21. That does it. Yes. Cool. Perfect. So 17 sonic damage as I just clock it. Uh, and please... Give me a reflex save. I will. What? Because they're all fiery boys. Uh, that's going to suck. That's 13. Okay. But if I missed it uh, by one. No, you didn't. As you punch it, those like embers that are burning on the edge of its uh, fur erupt into a small inferno exactly where you hit it, almost reactively, and you mm -hmm. take eight points of fire damage. Perfect. You just saw what, how effective I was and just copied it, Dane. That's not fair. <laughs> Hey, just don't give me ideas. Does the effect seem to be spent now, or do I get the idea this is like a constant thing they have? It looks like as long as those embers are burning, yes. Cool. That's me. Uh, all right. It is the Bordozer's turn. Uh, the one that just hits you is going to, you know, it's going to full attack you as well. Who's the you? I believe uh, it's Cody. Me. Yeah. 27 to hit. Yep. Okay. That is... 12 points of bludgeoning and fire damage. Mm -hmm. That's no, that's not going to do it. I don't think. No. So the second one hits. The first one, he manages to uh, just crack you on the top of the head with its like the V shape of the horn. And uh, as you stagger back, it tries to take another uh, swipe at you with its claw, but you You've recoiled back enough from that first hit that it uh, it can't get its claw fully extended for you. The second one is going to, as you have moved away, Durin, you hear yeah. the horn, the flames that are wreathed around it uh, mm -hmm, intensify mm -hmm. for a second, mm -hmm. and it bows its head and shoots a cone of fire out. Oh, oh, good, good. I'm glad I put some distance between us. Uh, please give me a reflex save. Okay, okay. Oh, actually, sorry. No, this is an attack roll. Oh, well. This is going to be good. That's a <laughs> 31 EAC. Yeah, yeah, that definitely <laughs> that totally hits him. <laughs> Engulfed uh, in a cone of flames. Cool. 
minimum damage here for seven points of fire damage as this torrent of flame comes shooting out and obliterates this fruit stand okay it is the sharks uh the one who's fighting you merrick is going to again try to take advantage of this flanking take two attacks there it is dame we're you're you're bullying us this time <laughs> welcome to high level play babies uh that is a 30 yeah that will hit does it beat your kc plus four uh yes it does you are going to be grabbed then with this attack be my guest uh max damage for 19 points of bludgeoning jesus christ sucker punches you in the gut uh it brings both hands down and grabs you around uh your waist so you're now being like held in the center of your body by these two big shark hands. Uh, and then it's going to do its bite. That's 28 to hit. Yeah, that does it. All right. Almost minimum damage for 13 points of piercing damage. As it's got you, it just sort of like almost T-Rex style in Jurassic Park puts its mouth over you and just bites down almost right on top of where it's holding you. Mm-hmm. So you're now like in its mouth. Oh, good. God, I'm almost out of stamina already. Uh, and the one fighting you, Cody, is going to do the same thing. It's going to try to full attack. Good lord. Nope. There we go. The second attack is going to be a 30 as well. Uh, yep. To everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this isn't... He missed his grab attack. Oh, well, so this is good. just going to be just going to be a big old bite. That is 17 points of piercing. Um, as it uh, it tries to grab you, and when it lunges forward and misses, it just takes a huge bite out of your thigh and seems to be trying to trying to like pull you off balance. Uh, Duran, it's your turn. Cool. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna try to keep some type of cover in between me and him as I use my trick attack to kind of like rush and just kind of get around him a bit. Okay. Probably to work. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. Uh, my stealth is 23. Uh, not enough. Yeah, I figured figured it was a it was a real garbage roll. Um, and then I'll just get my attack off with my Corona laser. There we go. I like I like that number. Uh, 27 to hit. Uh, EAC. Yep. All right. And I got uh, 10 points of damage versus EAC. Yep. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm just realizing something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you see the embers on its body. Yep. Low. Yeah, here it is. Fuck. I, 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 I didn't see the F next to my damage. And you I'm have upset. a frost baton. Yeah, I, I don't get. I don't get any bonuses to my damage with it. <laughs> All right. It is Merrick's turn. If I blow up in the shark's mouth, who will I hit? Will I hit Cody, or am I like, hit, consumed? Yeah, you'll. No, you'll definitely hit Cody. You'll hit Cody, you'll hit the Bordozer behind you, and you'll hit the... What's your range? 20 feet? Uh, yes. Yeah. So mad at myself. If you want to wait... You'll also hit the other shark. You'll hit everyone, except for Dern and the one Bordozer that he's fighting. Awesome. Can I delay my turn till after Cody? Sure. Can I say, Cody, it's 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 that time. Oh, okay. Uh, it's your turn, Cody. Full attack on the boar. Okay. So that's a third... Or sorry, a 28 to hit. Uh, yes. Um, and that is going to be 20 points of sonic damage. Damn, okay. Nat 20. Ooh. That misses, unfortunately. <laughs> so 33 points of sonic damage, and I'm going to push it 10 feet if he doesn't meet a DC 18 fort save. 
Yeah, do fort save. Okay. And if he has any DR or energy resistance, I bypass it. Uh, He does have energy resistance, but it doesn't apply to you. Okay. Uh, He got a 22. Yeah, so he doesn't get pushed, but he takes 33 points of damage on top of the 20. Yep. And then swift action, I'm going to teleport back to where I started. Oh, sick. Yeah, you give him uh, just a solid one, two, and then it tries to re- retaliate with a another big headbutt, and you're just gone. There's just like a prink, and you appear uh, closer to actually Durin and the, the boar he's fighting. Yeah, and I uh, yell, now, Merrick. Thank you, Cody. This is another one of our combos. We did this on purpose. All planned. <laughs> uh, and then I need reflex saves. Oh, yes. Uh, so it's going to be three of them, huh? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do the shark first. He got a... Can't imagine he's two. He got a 20. The boar got a 17. Didn't we rule it that if he was inside someone, it didn't matter, the reflex? Did he's technically not... That? He's not swallowed whole right now. Oh, true. Sorry, sorry. He's just grappled. How do you reflex an explosion if he's holding me, Dave? Justify I that would, for me. Uh, I don't know. It feels like he has to let go if, uh, if he succeeds, you know? Nah. Oh, Dan, oh, you're being a rules boy, not a story boy. <laughs> well, the way I'm seeing it is you're exploding and he's like covering some of your explosion with his like big hands. All right. You know? His fireproof like, hands. Pretty cool. It, it's like covering a grenade, you know? Yeah. Which you'd still does fuck you up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Historically does fuck you up. <laughs> Comments. Everyone, when they hear this, go in and tell Dane that he's a stickler for the rules. Yeah, them boys and girls and everybody. I don't remember who I was rolling for. Shark. Oh, right. The last shark. Uh, that is a 24. Okay. So uh, one fails. Yeah. The, uh, the board 17 fails. Yeah. Which is the one I didn't want to fail, but the, it's 35 damage. Nice. Hold on. Yeah, it's real good. Sorry. Okay, so 18 for the two. 30 damage. 30 damage. I rolled one extra dice. Yeah. Bordozer number two. I did. He dead. You. Oh man. You hit him right on the fucking money. Oh, Hell so yeah. So happy. Uh, <laughs> Calm. No, this is this isn't the one that was fighting you, Dern. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I'm just okay. happy that there's a decrease in enemies because that's what was Fair. scaried me more than anything. Yes. Can I use a movement to try to escape from this grab, or is it a standard action? Like that's can I a do standard any- action. Hmm. All right. You know we're all gonna die. Like, we're going to party wipe on one of these fights. You know that? Like, not a boss. It's going to be something like this. So that brings it up to the boar's turn. As you shoot it, Durin, Hmm? that similar sort of, like, blaze happens around where you hit it. And it just lets its body get engulfed in fire. So the flames that are wreathed around its horn spread down almost like someone poured gas, like threw gasoline on its body and mm-hmm. it just like covers itself in flame. I look at Cody since he's near me like mistakes were made. <laughs> Why did we get involved? It jumps up and the, the horn at the front begins spinning and it bores down through the ground and disappears. I'm getting some, uh, <laughs> I got some Bahumet vibes from that one. And the two Sharkrillas are, uh, one of them has to move in. The other one is grabbing you. So actually, you know what? Here's what it's going to do. It's going to try to uh, hit you with the slam to keep grabbing you. Uh, that, yep. That is a 27. Yep. That hits. It's going to do its damage as its grip tightens around your ribs and you begin to hear the uncomfortable cracking and it's going to do 15 points of damage. And when it confirms a grapple, it can, as a reaction, throw you. 
<laughs> nice. So it's going to, as it like begins crushing you, it uh, with one hand just sort of tosses you over to the other shark. It's going to throw you 1d4 times 10 feet. Times 10? Yeah. Damn. Well, it's just like, uh, so it throws you 10 feet. And you're going to take a d6 damage of throwing. Uh, you take five points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, you can attempt a reflex save to half this. I will. Natural 20. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so you only take three oh, points nice. of damage. Um, however, you do enter into the other shark's threatened range, so it's going to take an attack of opportunity on you. Uh, that's 19. Not going to do it. You've made a mistake. You should have let me go when you had me in your clutches. Uh, you can see that they look at each other in a way that they say, this is our combo move. <laughs> They're dead, soulless shark eyes. The other one that you just got thrown into is going to take a full attack on you. Damn, I've rolled so many fucking 19s and 6s, but that is another 6, so that's not going to hit you. We'll take nice. the 6s. That's a 22. Uh, does not do it. Okay. As you get thrown, he <laughs> doesn't have the coordination to sort of like hit you out of the air and is now just kind of flailing as you are uh, dodging around him. It is Durin's turn. Okay, uh, since the bulldozer is safely underground and cannot hurt me anymore, I'm going to focus and start moving towards the uh, the shark gorillas, the ones that are fucking up Merrick. Okay. Uh, which one's closest to Merrick right now? Whichever one that one is, that's the one I want to try to get in on. Okay, that is the, the second one that hasn't really been hit. That's just the one that's got fire damage from the explosion. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to use my trick attack. So I like to see. I got a 32. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, yes, please. Uh, I have a 27 to hit. Yes. Uh, that's 20, not 23, uh, 26 points of damage. Fire damage, if that matters for this. Uh, it doesn't. Cool. And then I need I need a fortitude save. Nice. Okay. Because we're, we're oh, that's a natural one. Mm. Oh, they're staggered. Okay. So Shark 2 is staggered. You hit it with a, like, pinpoint accurate shot sort of in its gills and they tear open and begin sort of like flapping and you can see that it oh. starts going <laughs> as it begins uh, I, I choking the visual on this man <laughs> yeah my gills hurt i don't even have them can't let you have too many victories you can't even let us have one victory even when you win i gotta traumatize you uh okay that is your turn uh yep yep that's my turn um, I did move closer. I'm not sure how much closer um, I moved. I'll leave that to you, but I moved closer. I won't say that you Enough. ran into range. So yeah, you're you're okay. You're you're just out in the open, kind of. It is Cody's turn. Move action, like you see, like these little, like almost like rubber parts, like sprout on Cody's body, uh, like pushing his way through, like the like cracks in his armor. And then I'm going to charge the one that uh, Duran just stunned. Or actually, I'm going to charge the other one. And uh, which one's within melee reach of? Merrick. Uh, the one that's... One. Yeah, the staggered one. Alright, I'm gonna charge the staggered one and bullrush them. Cool. Move and he already took his attacker of opportunity on Merrick, so you're exactly. safe. Oh, that's very much not gonna do it, but, uh, 23? To hit? Yeah. Or to bullrush? To bullrush. Uh, no. Not to bullrush. Um, he... Is he flat-footed from getting hit by you as well, Darren? No, no, no. Uh, the stagger kind okay. of overwrites yeah. that for... When I do this, uh, I can probably do it next trick attack, but not next. That's time. fine. Yeah, I run up and like I try to. Uh, I think it's gonna work and just like shove him. Yeah, and he just like sort of moves like maybe an inch, just like, eh. and then it slowly turns its sharky face to you. Uh, Merrick, it's your turn. 
All right. Merrick is uh, – so am I – do I still need to guard step in to fight the shark or like did no. I land close, close enough to it? Yeah. The staggered one, you are literally right beside. Finally. I go back into photon mode and we're making two attacks. First attack. Is it going to be a miss? Switch to the other dice that's been lucky. This one is going to be 17. No. Merrick is not having a good day. I mean, your mom just died. Ugh, it's affecting me more than I like it, and I hate it. Uh, yes, you, this time it's it's not that you're missing, it's just like, it's so preoccupied with this this gill injury that you're slashing it, and it's not even registering its its damage. It is the borer's turn. Once again, Durin, you hear a... Yeah, yeah I, I figured. <laughs> as it smashes up through the ground. And your mirror image, unfortunately, doesn't apply to this because it has tremor sense. Yeah. Um, that's not great, though. That is a 22 to hit. Oh, uh, no, that doesn't. That doesn't you your do KAC? it. Uh, no, my KAC is 24. Damn. Okay. It smashes through the ground, but you have you know what's happening now. It's done it before, and you manage <laughs> to... I'm going to let you five foot in any direction. It doesn't really matter for this because there's no one around to like flank you so you just kind of like hop out of the way as this thing erupts out of the ground again and misses you okay it is the shark's turn and they're going to uh the one that is staggered can only take a single attack so he's going to do that he's going to try Mm -hmm. to hit Mm -hmm. uh cody that is a 29 uh yep the slam yep does it beat uh, kc plus four it does then you are also gribbed okay uh, that is going to be 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Sure. Uh, you see, not all of it goes through as it kind of rebounds off my like my rubber padding. Ooh. And he he begins doing the same thing. He's got like one hand on your midsection around your waist, and the other one is like on your head, and it fe- like you could tell he's trying to tear you in half. Mm-hmm. And the other one is going to uh, he's going to have to move up once again, flanking you, Merrick. Yeah. And he's going to try to hit you. Uh, this time with his bite, though. Gross. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Not going to do it. We can't hit each other. Stalemate. <laughs> uh, yeah, he takes a, a, a lunging bite, but ends up just sort of like bonking into the, the other shark in front of him. Uh, Durin. Okay, okay. I'm going to use my trick attack on the board, the Bordozer. We're swapping weapons now. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to swap to my Gale Baton. I, I don't get as many bonuses with it, but it does cold damage. So, you know, hopefully a trick attack can get off on it. Sure. Uh, my stealth is a 26. On the money. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dice Gods. Thank you. And I am going to be in melee with it as I roll a, uh, a dirty 20 to hit. It is flat-footed for this attack, though. You get it. Nice. All right. Uh, I do 22 points. Um, the uh, two points are cold damage. Uh, okay. And the rest is all precision shit. You see that when you hit it, the ice that forms around your baton instantly melts. And you just hit it somewhere vital. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. It is uh, Cody's turn. Swift action teleport out of this guy's hands. Standard action charge him again, bull rush. Can you just keep doing that? Yeah. Damn. So yeah, I just zip out of his thing, and then you just see me fucking running full f- speed at him again. Nat 20. Damn. Yes. For a bull rush of 40. Okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, okay, so five. Uh, so 15 feet. And I'm going to need a fort save. Okay. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, so just 15 feet as I just come in, I'm fucking like 
this time I think I just like jumping flank kick him. Okay, perfect. Uh, so Merrick and Cody, you both get attached to opportunity on this idiot. All right. And this is, is another combo move. He is flat footed for one of these. Okay. So I don't know which one you want to resolve first. I will do yours. It makes more sense that your sure. attack. That's a 27. Yep. And then that is 19 points of sonic damage. Perfect. Merrick? 24. Yeah, that hits. 31 points of damage. How do you kill it? Merrick, in this haze, this daze of, of this day, just finally something just clicks in him. He gets a little bit of extra rage of grief and just finally gets to like go fully through on a strike and just uses every ounce of his strength to sort of do a big chunk as sharp blood goes everywhere. Cody comes running and flying kicks this thing in the top of its face and you manage to put your your sword deep in its belly but at, with the force of Cody's hit it pushes back and the sword just slides right through it as it gets cut in half and just kind of like flops off to the side. That's our combo finisher move. Hell yeah. Feel better? Much better. Let's end this. Merrick, it's your turn. All right, so that was the shark next to me. So I'm going to move up to the other shark, I guess. Yep, you just hit the five foot because he moved into you. Yeah, awesome. Then I'll take a guard step, and then I'll make a single attack. Um, 21. Uh, that'll do it. Finally. 30 points of damage. How do you kill this one? Once again, Merrick is just angry. He's confused. Why was Zane there? Why didn't they fight yet? Like, what's going on? Why are there sharks? What is happening? And just going in that flow from taking one big strike and taking it right into another and just continuing that momentum that Cody set up and just ripping into him again. You guys have almost killed them, like, exactly on every one of their HPs. It's very weird. (laughs) That's cool. That's perfect teamwork, Dane. I don't know why you're saying that it is anything but... Yeah. We're true professionals. We know exactly how much damage we need to do, and we do it every time with no damage to ourselves. The final borer. Darren, you're right next to it. it sure fucking am. So it's going to try to gore you. Uh, that is a 28. Oh, that'll do it, Casey, I'm assuming, right? Oh, wait, you have two Durns, though. That's right. Oh, it's oh, always it's hits, hits, baby. Yep. Roll a D4. That is a one. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, that tremor sense, you know, it probably would have hit me anyway. Oh, actually, you're right. It doesn't uh, it doesn't need to roll concealment <laughs> or mischances because it has tremor sense. Cool. All right. Good talk. But I hit you anyway. That is max damage for 17 points of fire damage, bludgeoning and fire damage as it uh, just sideswipes you with its horn. OK, <laughs> is it is the horn still on fire? It's technically not, but it's still taking fire damage because he's on fire. Oh, I'm just visually I was asking. Yeah, no, the the flames have wreathed him instead of just his horn now. Okay, it is your turn, Durin. Oh, uh, man, I'm I'm hating this fight. I'm hating it. My cold damage does go, doesn't go through and my burn damage probably just makes it stronger. So that's everything I can do. But um we're going to keep we're going to keep the baton going. We're going to keep doing that one cuz I feel like I don't want to enrage it, quote unquote. Um so we'll do a trick attack, maybe like slide underneath its legs. It has legs, yeah. It's good. Okay. It's on four legs. Oh, nat 20 on the stealth for a 40. Yeah. And a natural one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it is a <laughs> uh, 17. Uh, yes. 18 points of damage. Okay. Uh, once again, just being close to it, your, your gale baton, you give it a couple shakes trying to get like that. Uh, what is it? Nitrogen that freezes. 
yeah, going yeah. in it. Um, but it just it's just so hot, and you do eighteen points of damage. You slide under it and hit it just like right in its soft, tender underbelly. Mm-hmm. Just where I like it. Cody's turn. How far am I from this thing? Are you trying to bull rush it? No, I'm just trying. To, well, maybe, but I want to see how far I am. You have you can't guarded step to it. So okay, like twenty feet, maybe fifteen. Then I guess yeah. I will bull rush it. It's a thirty-eight. Yes. Uh, so that's going to do 10 feet. Perfect. As I just like, again, how small is that's large too, right? It's large. I think maybe like as it like curls around where the delicate spot, it lifts itself up a little bit from the ground. I just like get under it and like hurl it. Uh, and then I'm going to take it back to attack of opportunity. Okay. Dern, you can also take an attack of opportunity because you have melee weapon. Out. Oh, shit. I do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, uh, it's yes. only cold damage at that point, and that that's not going to help this. Maybe you'll crit. Uh, I got a 20, nope. 24 to hit. Uh, 24 does it, yep. And that is going to be 17 points of sonic damage. Okay. You know what? I'm going to take your advice now. I'm going to roll just just for, just for in case it's a crit. Man, real close. I got rolled a 19, so. You know what? Let's just roll the damage. I know it doesn't matter. I'm going to roll it anyway. Uh, tw- 25 to hit on my end. Yep. And five points of cold damage. For him to you just, ignore. You just hear like a... <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to try. Uh, Merrick, it is your turn. The The board dozer looks like a animal monstrosity version of you. It's wreathed in fire, and it's uh, frantically sort of like taking swipes with its horn at Durin and Cody. Um, is there a way for me to get in there and approach it so that we're flanking it? I did just toss it 10 feet, so... Yeah, so it would be... It was... If I say it's 20 feet, it's now 30 feet away. So you'd have to be able to move, what, like 50 feet around it? Okay, that's fine. I'll just move. I'm still able to move up and take an attack, correct? Yes, you can can get into range. Uh, It will take its attack of opportunity on you. Sure, be my guest. Uh, That is a 26. That will do it. Uh, For 11 points of bludgeoning and fire damage. I'm into my health. All right, Merrick is just going to try to end this thing, put it out of its misery with a 28 to hit. Uh, yes. With 28 points of damage. Unfortunately, that isn't exactly his HP, so... Oh. <laughs> so it's <laughs> now still you have alive? To start, you need to cure it back okay. down. How do you finish it? Mer- yeah, Merrick's just on this path of grieving violence, so he's just going to let out a scream and just bring his sword down, and hopefully it hits, and... This, in this case, it does, and it, it just do, deals that last blow. Do you think your mom would be proud? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm the one who traumatizes people. Thurin's on your team. Just asking. <laughs> just generally. You drive your blade, like, through the thick part of the, the V-shaped horn that connects to its head. It slows down for a second, and then it just keeps burning through it until you get right through its head. And it collapses down onto its side. And you see the imperial man standing on the roof uh, raise his hand up and he grabs onto a wire and he zips into the uh, ship and he looks down. And he says, we will claim Cathimor once again. The hatch slides shut and it begins flying off as it flies off. And it leaves sort of like the city limits. Three ships come flying overhead from the other direction and begin absolutely peppering it with blaster fire and missiles. And you see the ship explode from the back half and crash into the desert as uh, the three circle back around 
and uh, do sort of like a two break off and do sort of a perimeter sweep as the slightly larger of the three ships hovers over the town square. And once again, a hatch opens up and a Kasatha man comes rappelling down into the courtyard and begins surveying the situation. Um, and he's wearing a military or a ministry of defense uniform. Hmm. Do we tr- do we trust this? Let's slowly back away into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. Give me some stealth checks. Oh, well, sorry, boys. <laughs> 31. Um, unnatural 20. 12. Yeah. Cody got 12. <laughs> All right. Okay, Durin. Hmm? I think <laughs> Cody tries to teleport away. <laughs> he just clicks his bangles and <laughs> tries to walk. <laughs> Durin, you are unseen. So yeah, if cool, you cool. don't want to be a part of this, I will let you scamper away elsewhere. Oh, no, no, I'll be a part of it. If everyone else got seen, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll get involved. Let's do it. Yeah, it, I mean, like, you guys are covered in fucking shark blood and <laughs> you're singed. Uh, so this Kasatha lands into the center of this little plaza and looks around and he immediately clocks Merrick and Cody and he walks over to you and he's wearing a uh, pretty simple Ministry of Defense uh, uniform, but he has a black cloth wrapped around the like sort of the elongated head of a Kasatha um, and his mouth piece is covered by a black bandana. He's got small sunglasses that cover his uh, his eyes. Nope. Okay, the small sunglasses are pretty red. I gotta. And he's got a rifle on his back and two revolvers around his hips. Are you sure you haven't watched anime? <laughs> We're in a western town. He's a cowboy. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, man, sus as hell. <laughs> he walks on over to you, his spurs of his boots jingling with every step, and he places a casual hand on his right gun. Not in a threatening way, but just seems to be his idle stance. And he looks at you and he says, Now would I have to assume this is your handiwork? Uh, yes. Uh, that is us. Nice shooting up there, partner. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, it's all really the computers that do the work these days. Uh, Merrick, this is, um, Dalton. Dalton. G- gentlemen. And you were- Arnold. Guys, 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 please. <laughs> Y'all were system-wide fugitives for uh, a good chunk of time and I am part of the Ministry of Defense. I know exactly who you are. No, I wasn't. I'm Dalton. (laughs) 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 Merrick just starts laughing and saying, I don't yeah, I don't know why we thought that would work. It's been, we've had a rough couple of days. It was was a poorly formulated plan in the ship. It it didn't pan out well, let's just say. No, Merrick. uh, Oh, he's just frowning. He's like, always works in the movies. I'm sorry, Cody uh, and Duran, as you obviously know, Mr. Sergeant, Captain, Corporal, Commander. Commander. There it is. Vorak Zwind. And he reached out all three arms to shake your hands simultaneously. Pretty while cool. keeping one. Nice. One on okay. his on his hip. Pretty rad. Pretty rad. Well, Vorak, um, if there's anything else you need from us, uh, contact our ship, but we'll just be getting out of your hair. Uh, well, I do have just one quick question uh what the hell happened oh uh why is there a shark in the desert uh sonodan ship landed um he did a bad speech man threw a tomato 
he caught a tomato, not that hard to dodge a tomato, and then he released four cages, two of them being shark gorillas and the other two being these weird ground bears. Bit of an overreaction. Did he happen to say his name at all? I didn't catch it. Oh, the Sonoma guy? No, I don't believe so. No. When you you say the thing about the tomato, he tilts his glasses down a little bit and looks at the vendor immediately. And he just looks and he says, Tom, did you did you exacerbate a bad situation with the Sononan ship by throwing a tomato at the man? And you see the vendor just like bow his head in shame. And he's like, I've told you about this. Uh, and he turns his attention back to you. I thought it was pretty badass, Tom. Uh, he puffs his chest up a bit and <laughs> Vorax says, please do not encourage this man. Do you know how many times I have to come down here and have to dis- diffuse a situation he's uh, sort of set on fire because of his produce trajectories? No, but I would very much like to know how many times. Wait, is this a, this is a consistent issue? Not not the Sononans. I'm speaking no, no, I mean more. the tomatoes. The tomatoes. It's not always tomatoes. Sometimes it's an onion. Tom, <laughs> do you want to join our crew? <laughs> no, no. Anyway. Tomatoes and produce <laughs> aside. Yes, you had something else you wanted to say to us. Sorry, you. Uh, we told you what happened. Um, now are we free to go? I'm having a very bad, terrible day. I apologize to hear that, uh, Merrick. Uh, no, no, no. That's that's fine. If if you uh, if it was a Sononan ship, he came down, did a did a speech. Uh, what exactly was his speech? Sorry, I, I just I feel like that's the only thing I need to know. You well, they're gonna come and take over Castlemall, more Usuron. At first, and then he said Casamal as a whole. Oh, the Empire is... Yeah, they may have declared war. That may be something. Yeah, it might not be the full Empire. It's It could just be the work of like a one rogue agent at this point. Yeah, you probably need to go out to that crash site and get some evidence to see if you could figure out who sent it. But He did kind of seem like an asshole, so... I mean, that is kind of Imperial MO. They're all kind of assholes. All right, great. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, once again, thank you very much for your... Uh, intervention here. Uh, a lot of people could have got hurt if it wasn't for you. It seems like bad luck follows you, but also it also seems like you're quite quite ready to to intervene and, and stop bad things from happening to others. So in this scenario, I'm glad that you were here. Thank you. You're welcome, Vorak. Commander Vorak. Just the right crew in the wrong place. That seems to be our bit. Uh, he nods and he says, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of investigation here sort of see what I can't figure out. If uh, if you do need me, uh, he pulls out a sort of like little hollow card and hands it to you. And you know, it's like a contact chip that you can put into your communication devices to uh, install his his info. He says, feel free to reach out. I know I know you lot have a lot on your plate, but uh, if, if you need a hand with anything or if, if any more information comes to light, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to assist you in any way that I can. Uh, thank you, Vorak. Uh, he nods and he sort of readjusts his his uh, belt holster a little bit with a, a slight jingle, and uh, he begins sort of like checking in on the people in the plaza and taking a look at your your handiwork. He seems imp- particularly impressed by the one shark that's cut in half. <laughs> I surreptitiously fist bump Merrick. Yeah, <laughs> Merrick's all about it. Combo. Combo. We should actually come up with actual ones instead of just doing it on the fly. <laughs> Wait, that was. I, I thought you were all serious. I thought I missed like a training thing session or something. Um, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Me and Both Cody of you watched- roll me bluff checks right now. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, roll me a sense oh, motive. Oh my God, I'm so good at bluff checks when I don't need to be. Uh, that's a 19, which of course is minus two, so 17. 22 uh, on my sense motive. Oh yeah, you get us both. <laughs> oh, you lying <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Damn. Uh, 
Thought I had you. We fought together a lot. It just it's just innate innate talent. So what do you what do you need, Merrick? Uh where do you want to go? I I think we still have half a bottle of whiskey at, at Dusty's, and I also would like a shower to get the shark blood off me. So maybe I don't know. I don't feel I don't feel like going back to the ship tonight. Let's see if Dusty has a hotel room that we can just rent for a decent price. Do you have a number in mind? A number of drinks? Because I'll go get them. We'll put them in front of you. Whatever you need. You say we'll get them and and we'll do it. Let's go check in with Dusty. We still have some questions for him anyway. So Okay. Are you hungry? Because Tom has some pretty good looking stuff over there. Want me to grab you some? Yeah. Do you want to get me like an apple? An and apple? I will note that uh, Duran did use it as cover and it has been incinerated. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not in a good spot. <laughs> well, um, someone make sure we add Tom to our Christmas card list. For sure. Just to Is that code sorry. for the crew? No, no. Can't say it's code for the crew. We did get reprimanded for not uh, recruiting enough people. I got reprimanded for trying to. I can't do anything right. It's a very confusing situation. We'll find a crew member this time. Well, we do have that fourth class. Maybe we invite Tom with us. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't want to invite Tom? I, I, no, I also don't want to invite Tom. We're not inviting Tom. Tom, <laughs> Tom is like five feet behind you. Oh, no. Sorry, Tom. Not this time. They don't want you, but maybe next time. (laughs) No. Don't worry, Duran. Tom looks down at his destroyed shack or his destroyed uh, fruit cart, and he just says, yeah, nobody ever wants old Tom. And he begins cleaning up his produce. Don't worry, Duran. I'm sure there's a different way you could apologize for that later. (laughs) I walk into the bar. Hey, Dusty, we're back. Did Cody just do a sarcasm? I think Cody just did a sarcasm. Okay. I'm learning. Your your seats are still saved. There's like little uh, coasters on the top of your glasses to indicate that you will be back. But Dusty is uh, furiously like swinging around and and serving. Even though he does have staff now, uh, he seems to be doing a, a lot of the work himself as as well. All right, we can get we can come back to Dusty. I feel like if you need him for something, you can flag him down. But he's he's not around for like idle chat. No, it's fine. I don't think... All I want to do is ask him if anything was left here for me, if when I have a chance. Yeah, he, he swings back behind the bar and he takes a look and he says, Uh, nope, 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 it doesn't seem like anything's, uh... doesn't seem like there's anything left here for you. Um, that man who set you up for success that night. Uh-huh. Have you, have you seen him since? I can't say that I have. He was a real mysterious stranger in the night type. He was. Um, all right. Thanks, Dusty. Um, if we want to get a hotel room, do I do that with you or over there? Uh, no, just head on in. The, the reception and, and concierge will we'll set you up real good. Also, um, hold on. And he taps something in on the uh, console on his chair, and he says, uh, first night's on me. Thanks, Dusty. I really appreciate it. I'll come back down to spend some time and when I have a, the chance, okay? Uh, he nods and then, uh, f- you know, zips off. Okay. Let's go bring the whiskey with us to the hotel room and just... I could just use a sit down. Anything you need, man. While we're settling into the room, can I shoot Vale a message? Because I don't think we got around to that last episode. Sure. It could be like, there's an android on your tail. Name of Mr. Wire. Might be my fault. Sorry, Cody. Watch your back. (laughs) In brackets, big silver ship. Uh, You send it off. And about like a minute later, you get a like return to sender being like, this message could not be delivered. Oh, no. Oh, that's cool. Well, if you guys think of any other way to reach him, let me know, because that was all I got. I think we just got to consider that contact burned for the time being. Yeah. So we have, can we get one big room with three beds? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Sleepover. The classic triple queen. 
Triple oh, yeah. <laughs> and from here, you actually get like a pretty good view of not only Gentino, but also uh, sort of the surrounding area and that big quarry that's in the center of the city. It seems like it has tried to be, despite the fact that it's like it is an industrial quarry you can see that it has like a almost like a tourist section set up around it there's uh like really nice sort of viewing towers to look down into it and then you see out into the desert uh in the distance you can see a fairly large what looks like ranch or farm and you can see those big metallic spikes that run the length of gentino and like further down is it Emberheart Ranch? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It, it would be a good guess. Fair. Um, so tonight, I guess we rest. But what what should we do next? What's uh, the consensus? Can I can I give you a hug? Uh, yes, Cody, you can give me a hug. I give him a big hug. Roll for hug, please. Aw, do I get a bonus? Your strength. I think it's minus two from your charisma. <laughs> I'm extra like comfy because I'm still rubber padded. That's a that's a ten. <laughs> a absolutely serviceable hug thanks thanks cody i just can't believe she's gone not that i think i miss her but it's like my parent i've had i've gone through a personal paradigm shift you know like the big bad is is done i can't imagine how i'd feel if i lost half of alpha yeah there was a rumor that my mother uh was able to talk to a sandworm that was as long as the desert that's a big sandworm i think how long's the desert very big very vast it was always a rumor uh, that you could talk to some kind of god of worms. But that's the kind of person she was. She was, I don't know, I feel like it's just been like a new light's been shown that she was mortal. Yeah. Well, you have part of her and you. You could talk to worms too. <sighs> a little bit, yeah. All that matters is when Zane comes back, if he brings violence, we bring it back. Uh, I think we have to ask this question right now, Merrick. Mm. Do you want us involved in this fight? Oh, no. If I'm going to be excommunicated from this family officially, why would I care about tradition? Unless okay. it's personal. But if it comes down to it, only one of us is going to walk away. I will gladly punch your brother. When I left my family, I, not to be corny, but I left it for this one. This freedom, you know, this camaraderie is very different than prayers and history lessons and abuse and training and being locked in a closet. What we get to do, even though the last couple of weeks have been very stressful, we've, you know, we've had fun and we found those moments. We've had a pose off. We ate, drank milkshakes. <sighs> Fucking pose off. We hung out in Goa. We went to the spice market. We've had fun even Ugh. in the in the in the bad times, you know? With a Whereas, very nice shopping trip, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Great time. Like you triggered both of them with like the pose offs and the spice market. Just yeah. <laughs> Merrick had a great time. Merrick had a great- <laughs> I was just standing there being like, ooh, look how much fun my friends seem to be having. Okay. If you want us in this fight, Merrick will be in it with you, okay? I didn't know if there was like an honor thing of like one on one or anything like that. So Oh, I'm done. Sure. I'm done playing by my family's silly rules. They always seem okay. to put me at a disadvantage. Why would I play by a system that clearly wants me to lose? That's okay. I don't like to fight fair. I also don't know if this is something that's gonna happen tomorrow or the next day or a week from now or a month from now or a year from now. Who knows? I would assume soon. But he was weirdly vague. About everything. Once again, it's very unsettling that he wouldn't even tell me what happened. Maybe he was just being petty. Is there any disgrace for you not being a part of the family anymore? I don't know. I'm the first of Umana's children to break tradition. So 
technically, yes, I could be a stain on the family. I get it. I, I, I'm a little shocked that it's so such a big deal that he would come here himself to sort of deal with it so close after mother dying. But well, he must have been here already. Well, I don't know. I truly don't understand. There's no way he, even if he was able to find us, there's no way he would have been able to get here the exact same time. That seems very coincidental at best. Uh, he doesn't know Azen, does he? I don't, I doubt it. Him and Azen are like oil and water. Anyway, let's focus on what we came here to do. Uh, the military base. They're clearly a lot more secure than I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how helpful Vorax contact is going to be, but we have it now. Yeah, but he could be in on it, right? You know, he could be. I think tomorrow we get up, uh, we we just explore the city, sort of get a vibe of what's happened here in the last year. Maybe if we're able to get out to the ranch or to go up and have a look, we'll take the opportunity to do so just to have an idea of what's going on before we make a move. I think we have to understand what has changed and why it's changed. Okay. And I'll see about if I can find any info on it while while we're out there tomorrow. Yeah, we might need to split up and just browse around. Apparently, when the three of us are together, something terrible happens. Don't worry, it'll happen when we're apart, too. <laughs> You're right, Cody. <laughs> Asin said he'd meet you here. Do you know where? I don't know if he said it. Did he say he'd meet me, or did he say I would f- figure out if I came back here? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I kind of forget what you told me. I forget what even happened today. It was pretty ambiguous, but it did seem to imply that, like, he would be here. So, maybe he'll find me if I separate myself again i have someone to find too would you guys be able to help me with that sure yeah his name is shane Uh, he's a grumpy gardener that's all about all i got there's no (laughs) plants here cody so i don't know why he would any last name anything (laughs) anything we can work off do i look like do i know his last name dane no what does he look like grumpy gardener (laughs) give us a little bit more than that (laughs) and cody describes him perfectly (laughs) (laughs) grumpy gardener i didn't think that uh i didn't think that would fit so well yeah but you're right grumpy gardener yeah yeah it makes perfect sense really he's got really big eyebrows very bushy it's ironic see caterpillars i think you said which are also one of his biggest foes in the garden Hello, Space GM Dane here to do the things. This is going to be a quick break, not because of the usual reasons that I usually say, but because I'm tired. And this is the last thing I have to do before I get the sweet, sweet release of sleep. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Second, we have a bunch of new stuff available on the Patreon. Uh, The month has changed over, which means... Uh, there's a whole new world primer for you to get your hands on. Uh, this month, it is Surf. It includes things like uh, a description of all of the levels, uh, the construction of Surf, how it originally came to be. And there is a stat block for a certain t- uh, vermin vigilante, a.k.a. the Rat Man. So if you wanted to terrorize your players with uh, with that little uh, treat, um, it is all over there for you. It is available at the Durin's Respect level at our Patreon. On top of that, we have just started our Boss Rush event, which means every month I will be releasing a stat block with uh, bonus information on the bosses that the boys have fought. This month, the very first entry into the boss rush is our very first boss and fan favorite, Boomer. So if you want a brief biography and background on Boomer, there are three different stat blocks for uh, different difficulty levels of Boomer, depending on where you want to insert him into your campaign. 
tips on how to bring him to life in your story, and an encounter guide on the best way to use Boomer for the optimal effect. That is available for any tier of the Patreon. So every month, any tier, as long as you are a member of our Patreon, you have access to whatever boss rush. However, the catch is the bosses are only available for one month. So after the end of April, uh, Boomer will be gone forever. You'll never get him again. And when May comes, you will get a, a new boss. If you want to join the Patreon and support the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Head on over to NoQuestCast.com, click the Patreon link, or head on over to Patreon.com slash NoQuestCast. Speaking of NoQuestCast.com, while you're investigating the Patreon, why not click the Discord link and join our Discord as well? We have some of the best people there. I can't stop gushing about how amazing our community is, and it would only be better with you in it. So once again, head on over to NoQuestCast.com, click the Discord link, and join us. We would love to have you. And now, back to the episode. You guys can heal up. Get your stamina back, any daily uses of things back in the, the mix of stuff. We got to roll for our Jenny abilities. Yes, roll for your Jenny abilities. I'm so glad you remember that. No, That's I would forget. 1d6, right? Uh, no, 1d4. 1D4. Oh my I keep gosh. rolling a 1, and I'm okay with that. I rolled That's a 3. inspiration, right? Yeah. Um, I got a 2. Uh, 1 is rocker inspiration, 2 is thick skin. You can heal 3d6 plus your level and stamina. And 3 is practice makes perfect. Treat a skill check as 10. Perfect. Thank you, Cody. Uh, yep, yep. I got it. I got it. Sorry, I muted myself. Perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, you guys uh, check out. Uh, and as you guys are checking out at the concierge, you notice that there is a man in a dark blue shirt with an embroidered rose on each of the, the sides, like over the, the, the collarbone area. And he's wearing black jeans and he has a long black duster coat and a black cowboy hat tipped over his face. And he's leaning on one of the pillars beside the door. And it is very obvious that he is watching you. Cody, this seems like one of your movies. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> Do your thing, howdy, howdy, partner. Who the fuck are you looking at? Uh, he tips his hat up so you can see his face and he has a like chiseled jawline, a five o'clock shadow and he's got a toothpick in his mouth and he takes it out and he says, you know, I thought I was going to hate you, but I think I like you. You've got a nice face. Thank you. Uh, and he kind of like looks past Cody at Merrick and Duran and just says, my boss uh, heard about what you did in the plaza yesterday. And, uh, well, they were quite impressed. They're interested in thanking you for keeping the town safe and also perhaps, uh, giving you some work. We could always use work. Uh, who is your boss, if you don't mind us asking? They're the proprietor of the, the ranch in town. And that doesn't sound like an answer. Is it Contra? <laughs> Contra? No, 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 no. No, we are the furthest thing from Contra. No, we, uh... No, no. Then, hey, we we would love to be more, more familiar with this, uh, with Gentino. It's, um, so, yeah, I, I'm on board. How does everyone else feel? Uh, you know, why not? We were going to visit the ranch anyway. What's your name? Kathan. Kathan Wasi. And he extends out a hand, and it's a, a human man. Uh, would you describe your boss as a grumpy gardener? I would not. No. Okay, cool. Thank you. 
<laughs> you took that question very well. I appreciate that. It must be really hard dealing with us. It might be true. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen, insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) Have you already taken back the thing about maybe not liking me? He smiles and just says, no, I I do well with difficult people. Great. Let's go. As he turns around, uh, you see that over his shoulder, he has a pretty gnarly looking lever action rifle. That's a really cool gun. Uh, He looks over his shoulder and just gives you a wink and then puts the toothpick back in his mouth and uh, walks outside to uh, where there's a a car waiting. Hey, guys, this this guy's cool as fuck. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. See, this is the kind of character you should ask to join our crew later on. Yeah, we should automatically. We'll we'll pitch him and Tom against each other and I'll start a list and we'll see who comes up at the end. Yeah, I mean, don't ask him yet because we're we're still like dealing with our relationship. But once we establish it, we'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll make him and Tom fight to the death or something. Yeah, yeah so as, far, as far as I know, the only thing on the checklist is not for, not adorable animals. So I think we're good. So far, it's it's one all. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> as you guys walk out into the plaza, Catherine is buying a apple from Tom, and they uh, <gasps> do the like a little do a little That's secret handshake, and then uh, a quick embrace and. He does a quick like flip of the apple like he's tossing around and then like catches it and takes a big bite as he gets in the car. Hey, uh, so, Catherine, you and you and Tom seem to know each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're 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 tight as hell. Thick as thieves. He seems pretty, pretty cool. Mm hmm. Hmm. OK. Hmm. What would you what would you say? How would you describe Tom? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, he looks at you and says, just get in the goddamn car. I'm in the car. <laughs> in the car. Yep. Jumping in. Oh god damn. He he's like, I don't know, Tom's Tom's a good guy. Uh real real go-getter. He started that that produce stand all on his own. He uh he sources locally grown fruits, organic. They're they're tasty as hell. And he takes another big bite of his apple. I had a second mark in the Tom column. <laughs> <laughs> the ride out of Gentino uh takes you past the quarry and you can see a glowing substance veins of it and you can see that there are extractors working to remove it and it's being shipped up and down and there just seems to be a hive of activity as you pass it it's actually quite beautiful and you can see that there are a bunch of like kind of tourists all pressed uh, their faces pressed up against the glass that protects the the exterior uh wall uh all looking down into it and he uh, drives past it and quickly leaves Gentino and out into the countryside. And Merrick, you were pretty fucked up, but you start to recognize some of the locations out here. Mm. And about halfway, you pass by the scorched wooden remains of the Grant Summer Home. Um, Kasim, can you do me a quick favor? Yeah, what's up? Can we pull over for a second? Uh, yeah. And he pulls over and stops the car. Uh, can you give me 15 minutes? He looks at it, watch, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess we can, if you could make that 10, it would be better, but yeah. It could be quicker. Uh, I'll be right back as Merrick heads, uh, heads up to the, uh, burnt down remains of the house. Yeah, there is a, uh, there's two, like, markers there for Sebastian Grant and Doris Vane Grant. So it looks like, as I imagined it, nothing's like like. It looks like if you like your memory of it on fire. Yeah. It looks like it. It is just like somewhat. You could Photoshop like fire on top of it, and it would look exactly the same. It looks like it has been completely undisturbed, other than these two uh, fairly unremarkable tombstones. 
Am I able to go into the house? You could, but it's like there's, you know, half a doorway and the rest is just sort of rubble. Like the, the upstairs is completely gone and collapsed in on itself. So you could you could definitely get into the bones of it, but there isn't yeah. much of a house left. Like there's no walls, there's no roof, there's nothing. Did uh, Cody and Darjaz come with me or just stay in the car? I figured uh, I'd stay by the if, car. If Unless you, you wanted us to come, we would have come, but I, I wasn't, I think we weren't sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bring Cody and Duran up real quick. Yeah, so, sure. So, um, this is where it really started. Uh, this is where Azen killed the old guildmaster. Do you, do you think there's a clue here? I don't know. I don't know. If there was going to be a meeting spot for him, it'd be this place, wouldn't it? Oh, this is yeah. where my life changed. This is where I decided to, to change, to, to, to follow my own path. This is really... That day where I helped as and burn this house down. My greatest sin and a big pivot. But nothing. I don't see him. I don't see anything out of place. I'm going to put my hand on the tombstone to sort of apologize to Sebastian and Doris. But we know it's here. So if we feel like we need to come back, we can always come back. Uh, you hear a honking in the distance. I mark one down on the Catherine scale. <laughs> I love, I'm just imagining a pros and cons list over there. So far, it's 2-0. All right, let's let's uh, let's go back. We can always come back, man. Yeah, we can always come back. It's been a lot for you, Merrick. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. You guys are with me. It makes it easy. Let's uh, let's go to this ranch. Maybe they have horses. I, I believe they have weird horses. At least my notes from last session say that. <laughs> yes, you know that uh, <laughs> some of the advertisements were, it's like, they're these weird, like, long-snouted horse creatures but they're covered in like bright feathers like bright plumage think like horse chocobos okay i was about to say horse chocobos okay cool yeah all right let's go back so we go back to the car and sorry thank you Catherine, for waiting my apologies i was here once before and i was just going down memory lane he nods and says all right well if if we can uh get going let's do it and he uh, he starts driving again. You guys arrive at Emperor Ranch, and there is a huge wrought iron gate around uh, what seems to be sort of like the main premises. And then there is a wooden gate uh, sectioning off sort of the ranch proper where all the animals are. And you see these 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 feathered horse creatures running around and grazing, and there's a bunch of workers sort of like moving them from one pen to another and feeding them and grooming them. Um, there's like a, a hose down station over in the back corner. But uh, in front of you is this long stretch of beautiful, intricate cobblestone that leads down towards a white sort of colonial era house. It is a large two-story home with the sort of columned veranda. There's a rocking chair on the porch and there are those large uh, sagging weeping willows uh, that line the path up the way. Um, There's a beautiful garden surrounding the house, uh, the perimeter of the house and above the gate it says Emberheart Ranch in this beautiful uh, script out of the iron. And Catherine uh, pulls up to the roundabout in front of the house and stops the car and gets out. Y'all got a nice homestead. It is, uh, you know, sort of like a l- little bit of a jewel in the desert, in my opinion. 
How long have you been here for? I mean, the Amberhart Ranch was established not too long ago, about when the 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 boom of of Gentino happened, um, and and a lot of that is is thanks to the lady. The lady. Yes, uh, Lady Amberhart. All right, let's go meet Lady Amberhart. Absolutely. Um, come on in. And he walks up the porch and opens these uh, beautiful black and gold double doors. And the first thing you noticed is is how cold the AC is in this house. It, it's it's refreshing from the Usaron heat. And once you're inside, he quickly closes the door behind you. Uh, and he says, we're not paying to cool the outside, you know. <laughs> mm, that's what my father used to say. Same. Uh, he says, uh, she'll be waiting in the parlor upstairs. Uh, follow me. And he walks up, and inside there are these two curved staircases that lead up to a small little balcony that then wrap around uh, the house. You can see through to the far end, there is a uh, exquisitely decorated dining room. And through that are these big French doors that lead out into a garden. And then off to the side are some other rooms that you can't really see into. But Catherine is walking up the, the staircase. Well, as you like to do follow him up yeah i think i'm just you know looking around as we as we follow him up uh, actually yeah maybe a perception check i think i think i sure. get that, that little little bit of a hint on that so yeah i'm feeling it merrick will do one too because it, it, it's curious why he ate, like this like the Emberheart name wasn't something he knew about when he was here last yeah 24 for me on my perception okay natural one mm, i don't see anything <laughs> he's probably got a really good ass and he's walking up the stairs in front of us so Durin, as you're as you're walking up you see that uh there seems to be a lot of photos of similar to things what you saw in Astro's office like home like earth stuff there's a lot of like old earth memorabilia interesting um, okay. maps um there's like some movie posters but they're like antique they're like from the 1920s the frames probably cost a hundred times more than what these things are worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it definitely seems to be some earth nostalgia here. Uh, and Catherine reaches up to the, the top of the stairs and opens these uh, two double doors and they slide open with a a hiss. And he says, please, uh, quickly, and ushers you inside. Is this room colder? I'm getting that vibe now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, like a steam actually like comes out from... The, the change in temperature and this room like the the interior of the house is already quite cold like goosebump level cold um and he he ushers you in quickly and as you enter in he he closes it behind with a, another like and the change in temperature from the house to this room is drastic it is quite literally freezing in here there is buildup of ice on some of the beautiful wooden furniture and you can see your breath and it's hard not to shiver as Kathan walks over to a coat hanger near the door and throws on a big uh, fur-lined coat and in the corner of the room there is a plexiglass chamber and sitting inside of it on a big wooden chair with a, a velvet cushion is a woman who is knitting with her back to you. And Catherine says, Lady Amber Hart, the gentlemen that you wanted to see are here. And she stands up and her red hair uh, is pulled back into a, 
uh, a ponytail and she sort of lets it loose and you see that half of her hair is this brittle white. It looks like if you touched it, it would break. And she turns around and she is covered in burns, her entire body. And the right side of her face is practically gone. She slides open the door to this plexiglass chamber and you can see her cringe and wince in pain as she enters. And you can tell that that room was even colder. And Merrick, the red hair is a distinctive sign of a woman that you've seen before. And the last time you saw her, she was bleeding out on the floor of the Grant Summer home. And she looks at you and she says, what's the matter, Merrick? It looks like you've seen a ghost. 